Democrats are actually communists, but most of them are too stupid to understand this. I got that right. That was like a rock opera almost. I felt like, you know, I, was, I felt like I was at a, uh, at a Broadway show or so. That was really interesting. And you know what? There is some truth to that because the, Demo- the modern day Democrats are more like communists and Nazis than really the Republicans who they've been accusing of being communists and Nazis for years. And leading the charge is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or AOC or AO Nazi, as we should probably call her. Uh, but she's really started as soon as Donald Trump, um, as soon as this election was over, she started uh, this whole list. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York City starting a list of Trump supporters. And it's not people that she can reach out to to work across the aisle with. It's people that she wants to punish forever. She wants to make sure everybody knows these people were Trump supporters, that they stood by President Trump, that they were for the recount and the uh, and the litigation. And she's trying to shame them forever and make sure and, and basically target them. She's saying, hey, all of you crazy people who keep voting for me and all of you crazy people who think Joe Biden's actually going to be better for the country than Donald Trump. All of you insane leftists who burn stuff and throw bricks through windows when you don't get your way. Here's a list of people that you should hate and target for the rest of your lives for no other reason than they disagree with you. And also they agree with President Trump. That's very McCarthyist. That's very Joe McCarthyist. Uh, you may remember he had made a list of of communists and went and kind of tried to root them out of American politics and American society. And at the time, everyone thought, what a great idea. But now we realize that's not the way that American society works. Well, Jake Tapper from from CNN has decided that AOC's idea is a pretty solid one. And he's been condemned on Twitter for something he tweeted. He wrote, let me make sure I have this right. Jake Tapper tweeted out the other day, I truly sympathize with those dealing with losing. It's not easy. But at a certain point, one has to think not only about what's best for the nation, peaceful transfer of power, but how any future employers might see your character defined during adversity. So what Jake Tapper is saying is, hey, if you ever want to work again and you supported Trump, you've got to move on. It sucks to lose. But if you keep supporting the president, if you keep fighting for your ideals, if you keep claiming that the Republicans won, that Joe Biden and and the Democrats in some way stole this election, if you keep making these claims of voter fraud, one day somebody's going to look at your resume and they're going to say, hey, you know what? You supported Trump. I'm not going to hire you. You're going to be blackballed from the industry. This is what the Democrats are trying to do now. They are trying to shame Trump supporters into silence by threatening their jobs, by threatening their livelihoods, by threatening their careers. And in AOC's case, I mean, maybe even potentially threatening their lives, because we all remember what happened with Steve Scalise. Right. And if we don't, I'll tell you, one of the Bernie bros One of Bernie Sanders, crazy left wing supporters who now basically is just a Biden support, just a Democrat. Your average run of the mill Democrat is basically a Bernie bro. And this guy was so upset with the Republicans and he was so upset with what they were doing. And he thought they were the scourge of the earth. So he got a rifle and he showed up at a baseball uh, field in Virginia where they were practicing for the annual, um, you know, was the House of Representatives charity baseball game. And they walked up, walked up to, to Ron DeSantis, who was a congressman at the time. And this guy says, hey, do you know, are those Republicans over there on that field? And Ron DeSantis, not knowing who the guy was, said, yeah, that's the Republicans over there. The guy says, thanks. Walks over. Bam, bam, bam. Starts opening fire. 
shooting Republican Congress people on a baseball field because he doesn't like their politics. Shooting Republican Congress people on a baseball field practicing for a charity ball game because he doesn't like the way they want to run the country or they vote in Congress or who they support or their ideas. Steve Scalise, you know, thank God, while he was while he was hit and targeted, came back. He survived. He went through all this rehabilitation and he's still serving. And he is uh, I mean, he is a hero of overcoming adversity and being somebody who can can, you know, it, 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 I mean, it basically says, here's the situation. We cannot turn to violence in these times. Yet here you have AOC making a list of people in Congress and the Senate who who still support the president. Don't you think that some crazy AOC bro or some crazy Bernie bro or some Antifa lunatic is going to look at this list and go, well, these are all horrible people. Maybe, maybe I should go see if they're practicing for a ball game somewhere, grab my gun, which, uh, you know, before Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden take it away and see if I can take a couple of these people out. That's what happens when you start making lists. And now not only is AOC doing it, but Jake Tapper from CNN is saying we should do it, too. He went on in a second tweet to say, uh, hold on, there's a, there's a second part to this tweet. There's a lot. He said, many pointed out that CNN didn't accept Trump's 2016 victory, regularly pushing the debunked Russian collusion narrative. Others pointed out that Tapper didn't scold ex-Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams when she refused to concede as well in 2018. He then went on to tweet, uh, I'm talking about professional actions that go well beyond reasonable legal challenges or actions or due diligence and into the land of the wild and unhinged. I mean, it seems to me like the Democrats now, because they know that the Republicans are not giving up on these legal battles, because they know that Donald Trump is not dropping his litigation, because there is a huge portion of the half the country who feels that the Democrats were up to no good on November 3rd. And that's how Biden was able to to get more of the electoral vote to this point. There's a huge contingent of people in the United States who will never look at Joe Biden and say, you are the duly elected president of the United States. They will never look at Kamala Harris and say, you are the duly elected vice president of the United States. And instead of unifying and instead of coming together, they're making lists of people who feel that way and threatening their lives and their livelihoods. I mean, this is where we are. This is where we are with the media. When this guy sings this little song saying they're communists, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it because they are. If the hammer and the sickle fit, then wear it because that's what they're acting like. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Jameson in California. How you doing, Jameson? Oh, good, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Uh, what do you want to say, Jameson? Well, I want to say, hey, thank you for wishing the Marine Corps a happy birthday yesterday. I'm a Marine veteran myself. So. Oh, we appreciate it. And happy Veterans Day then to you as well. Thank you very much, Mark, and thank you for you know everything you do every day. I've been listening to you for a little while, mostly on Facebook, and then I realized you had a YouTube channel, so I switched over to YouTube. Oh, and now cool I watch on. you every day. Every, but it's usually later on the day because 8 o'clock, it's like 7 o'clock when you start. Yeah, no, I know you're in California. So, you got this. <laughs> What's going on? What do you want to say today? Well, um, so, you know, the Marine Corps came out of Pennsylvania, you know, Pennsylvania. So, you know, and to see it turn the way it did throughout the years, it's just, it's just disgusting because they're so corrupt and, you know, everything over there. And it's, they need to do a manual count of 
counting the ballots by themselves without using any of the stupid crooked machines because those are easily flawed. Yeah, I mean, it's 100 percent. Look, there is there is so much in that area of the country and so many so much of that area is run by union bosses. So much of that area is run by politicians who've been there forever. I mean, and again, we talked about this before in 2016, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, they got caught with their pants down. They didn't think that Donald Trump was going to win. So they didn't have to perpetuate any kind of fraud. They didn't think Donald Trump was going to win. So they didn't have to flood the polls with mail-in ballots. They thought Hillary Clinton had it all wrapped up. All the polls told them that she did. And when was the last time a Republican won any of those states? It had been decades. So they didn't think Donald Trump was a threat. And then all of a sudden he won. And he became president. And they were like, holy snap. So this time around, they weren't taking any chances. And we know that's the case. Because when you look at the rest of the country, when you look at Florida, Florida, over not even a contest, not even a contest. And do you know what state runs the cleanest, least corrupt elections in the United States of America? It's Florida. Because in 2000, we got caught with our pants down and we realized that we had problems with Broward County and Palm Beach County. And we were trying to fix it and make sure that everything was we didn't want to be the laughing stock anymore of the country when it came to electoral politics. We didn't want the Supreme Court to have to go in and tell us how to count votes because we didn't know how to count votes. So we started cleaning it up. And then even last year or our last election in 2018, same problem, Palm Beach County. Broward County and Ron DeSantis, the first thing he did was fire those idiots. Get out of there. We're cleaning house. We are going to be the the example of how to run an election, not the not the exception on how to run an election. And gosh darn it, we were. And if you were watching the returns on November 3rd this year, you saw Florida as soon as the polls closed, the returns came in. And we had a clear picture of what was going on county by county by county. And and Donald Trump was in the lead. And then we were just waiting for the panhandle because they're in a different time zone. And then the, the polls closed in the panhandle and boom, Florida was done. Nobody wanted to call it because they couldn't believe it. But you have no you have no problem counting mail and ballots. And we had like eight million. That's the other thing I don't understand. Pennsylvania and Nevada. And oh, well, you know, oh, we got all these mail and ballots. We weren't expecting millions. of. Last time we got like 10,000. We got millions of mail and ballots. We had eight million in Florida and we managed to count them the same day. And nobody's contesting this state. If you ask me. Ron DeSantis, and I know he's busy being governor, Ron DeSantis should be tapped by President Trump or the GOP or Rona McDaniel or whoever, the Senate. Ron DeSantis should be the election czar. He should be the election fraud czar, and they should send him to every single state, starting with Pennsylvania, and say, here's what you do when you're running an election. Here's how you make sure that it's fast and that it is effective and that it is not fraudulent. He's the guy that knows how to get it done because he did it right here in the United States or in the state of Florida, Eight five, also, which is also in the United States, Northern Hemisphere, Earth. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your calls coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Thank you, Susie. The Marquet Show wouldn't have the same Wednesdays without you. Yeah, Susie calls us every uh, Wednesday to tell us it's Trump Day. I wonder how long she'll be doing that. Like, if it's like 20 years down the road, God, you know, uh, God willing, we're all still employed and we're still doing the radio. Do you think Susie's going to call up and be like, it's Trump Day? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Eight five five. If she does, I'll answer every single time. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Patrick's in Palm Coast. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Thanks for calling the Marquet Show. 
Oh, I'm doing good. My wife loves you. That's the first thing she always wants me to say when I get on your show. Oh, we appreciate that from your wife. Thank you, Patrick. Hey, um, just thinking, if I was on Trump's legal team or I was his lawyer, when I had to go in front of the Supreme Court, I guess you have to show presidents or why you're there Mm -hmm. and for them to hear your case. My first thing I would do is I would show them the news interview of Joe Biden himself saying he and Obama assembled the largest voter fraud team ever. Yeah. Yeah, we have that. Um, that's something that everyone thought was a gaffe. At the, well, actually, I didn't. A lot of people thought it was a gaffe. But uh, now we realize it was just him. It was just him letting the cat out of the bag that they actually had done that. And uh, and nobody seemed to, you know, to understand that. Would you show that to Supreme Court? I mean, I would do. I I don't know what their their argument finally will be in the Supreme Court. The argument that they take to the, to the uh, Supreme Court is going to be the argument that gets them um, that gets them the most votes. I guess thrown out at this point, or the most because what you have to do if you're Trump's legal team is you have to figure out okay, where are the most fraudulent votes coming from? Where are the most of the fraudulent votes coming from? Are they the votes that came in after November 3rd? Are they the votes that only had Joe Biden's name filled in? Are they the votes that weren't signed or where the signatures didn't match? What was it? You need to figure out what your argument is. And you need to take that to the Supreme Court. Because what you need the Supreme Court to do is say, those votes are illegal. Or the rules, really what you need them to say is the rules that the Pennsylvania court put forth are illegal. And if that's the case, then all of the votes would get thrown out that came in after Election Day. All of the votes would be thrown out that didn't have matching signatures. All of the votes would be thrown out that didn't have the envelopes or whatever. Whatever rules that the the Pennsylvania Supreme Court came up with that were that made the votes illegal when clearly they weren't, uh, then that's what you need to, I guess, argue against. And if the Supreme Court overrules the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, all of a sudden Pennsylvania is back in play and potentially swings back to President Trump. But that's a great point. 855-765-1045. We do have that clip, by the way. And I'll play it if I hit the right button. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yeah, but probably the only true statement he made during the entire election campaign. And by the way, the president is right now with Vice President Mike Pence. They're at the uh, National Veterans Day observance at Arlington Cemetery. Uh, it's live. He's out there in the rain uh, paying homage to all of the veterans who served and uh, laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. Um, I believe he may be making some remarks as well, too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll follow this. And if he does speak, we'll we'll uh, jump in and we'll let you hear a little bit about that. Probably. I don't know that he would say anything about the election, but, you know, it's President Trump. You never know what he's going to say. So we'll keep an eye on it for you. Uh, Got to take another quick break here. We do have some more of your phone calls coming in in just a minute. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So if you have a question about the election, if you have a question about the Constitution, if you want to talk about Georgia, which let's be honest. We really, I mean, more and more, we're going to follow this legal battle to make sure that all of your votes counted and that Joe Biden doesn't become the president based on fraudulent election, uh, you know, uh, you know, shenanigans. But we also need to really stay focused on Georgia because, I mean, wouldn't this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of distraction that the Democrats will play off of. With Donald Trump leading this legal charge against the presidential election, the, the, the media is going to keep that kind of in the forefront so that everybody forgets about Georgia. And in the meantime, you know, Yang and Stacey Abrams, they're going to sweep into Georgia and 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 Bloomberg's going to dump a bunch of money in Georgia. 
and all of a sudden the race is going to come up. We can't. We got to keep our eye on the prize, and the prize right now is Georgia. Not one, but two Senate seats that we want to get. We can get them, but we got to keep a focus on that. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. Like I said, more of the Mark K Show coming up on one zero four point five WOKV. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Edward in Connecticut. Hi, Edward. How are you? Hey, Miss Kay. Um, I just wanted to bring up the fact that uh, once this all blows over, the would-be riders that would have rided, rided the first time, if Trump would have um, won this, like, no problem, they're going to be, like, a lot, ten times worse. Because instead of viewing this as, oh, it's, you know, their side attempted voter fraud and trust this election, they're going to see it. As oh, it's a duly elected, lawfully elected president. Yeah. Who for somehow the other side, like essentially just unlawfully, they like did away with all his yeah. lawful processes to uh, for duly elected president just overruled yes. the, the constitution to get their way. So Edward. you know, yeah. Yeah, Edward, you're right about that. You're right. And th- this is a great point, and I'm glad you brought it up because we said, I said, gosh, I wish I'd had Josh go back in the archives to pull it just so I could prove to everyone that I saw this before it happened. But we talked about it, I guess, b- during the primaries with Bernie Sanders. And it was, you know, the next civil war. Everyone said there's going to be a civil war. We're, we're on the brink of civil war. There's going to be a second civil war. And the big thing people talked about, especially with the Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, was that you're going to have another civil war. It's going to be a race war, blacks versus whites, or, you know, this minority group. Yeah. That's not it at all. That's a, no one. That, we're not. It's 2020. It's, it's, no, it's not 1860, whatever. It doesn't work like that. The next civil war, which probably still could happen, is going to be between capitalists and socialists. We know that. We've seen it coming. Bernie Sanders has told us. Bernie Sanders told us socialism is the way to go. And Donald Trump stood up and said the United States of America will never be a socialist country. So now, now that you have this laid out and you have the Democrats going in and doing whatever they needed to do to try to get enough votes to win this election, and now you have Donald Trump fighting this in court and saying this is not right. We're going to do recounts. We're going to litigate. We're going to make sure that if there's illegal ballots or if counting machines were counting my votes for the for Joe Biden, we're going to fix all that and we're going to see who wins. And you're right about one thing, Edward. When Donald Trump becomes victorious in this whole thing, when he says, hey, guess what? I'm the one with 270 electoral votes. Joe Biden isn't. Kamala Harris isn't going to be your vice president. Uh, Mike Pence will continue to be vice president. When all that happens, it is going to be the beginning of the Civil War. That's what that's what's going to do it. It wasn't going to be a Trump. If Trump won right out like outright and there was no cheating or fraud or any question about the outcome of this of the results, if Trump had just won, there would have been rooting or there would have been like looting and rioting and all that kind of thing. But it, because Biden claimed victory and the media heaped that victory on him and started, you know, selling that message to everybody. If it turns out that Donald Trump comes back and gets the votes that he needs and there is a second Trump term, as Mike Pompeo told us about yesterday, if that's the case, then that's your right when Antifa and BLM and everybody else on the left is going to go crazy. And that's when the riots are going to go I mean, that's when it's tenfold. That's when it's a good thing that five million Americans went out and got their concealed carry permits. That's why it's a good thing that you've been storing ammo and setting up those security measures at your home and storing food. That's when it's really going to be an issue. Uh, but, you know, I mean, look, it's all part of keeping America great. And you, you've got to protect the, the way that leaders are selected, because if this election is allowed to be fraudulent at, in any capacity, 
if we're a le- if we let anything slip or anything slide by without a fight, the United States is over. And and, you know, these these battles, whether they're in the courtroom or elsewhere, are, are done for one reason and one reason only to keep America great and to keep evil forces from taking over the United States and destroying it. Hey, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Yeah, uh, I, I maybe not that smooth, but smooth, smooth as far as. Mike Pompeo is concerned, not so smooth as far as the people in the streets of Portland and Seattle and Chicago and New York uh, and Washington, D.C. are concerned. Eileen in Jacksonville. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you? Doing um, really well. I just want to say, first of all, I have a new uh, fan of yours that's in North Carolina, Linda, and she's listening right now. Oh, yay. Hi, Linda. <laughs> Thanks. And secondly, sending Ron DeSantis to Georgia or wherever you want to send him. I don't think it's a good idea because I'm afraid they're going to pot shot him. But send a bunch of us. I would be glad to volunteer to go and count ballots. I went. I, uh, I went on the GOP, uh, the Georgia GOP side yet because we're already making plans to be there. It's going to be the, um, the I think oh, probably the, the fourth yes. and the fifth. I'm going to head up to uh, probably Atlanta somewhere. But the GOP in Georgia is um, already taking volunteers. And I went and I signed up as a volunteer, as a poll watcher. Not that I'll be able to do it because I don't live in Georgia. Uh, but I just wanted to see kind of what uh, what information they're giving out, what kind of um, you know emails and directives they have so that we can follow along with it. But if you are in Georgia or if you know someone in Georgia or, it, you know, this is the time. This is all hands on deck time. We need the poll watchers. We need the fundraisers. We need the people canvassing. You need to make sure if you can drive a bunch of old Republicans to the polls on the 5th, you know, fill up the uh, fill up the van with gas and go do it because this is this is what it's all come down to um, as far as the uh, the Senate runoffs in Georgia on November the fifth eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Mark in St Augustine. Hi Mark, how are you? Hey Mark, good. How you doing? Oh, doing great. What you want to say? Good. Just a couple of quick points here. I just thank God every day. Grant DeSantis is our governor, man. Yeah. This this was going on two years ago. They almost pulled it off. Gillum yeah. almost pulled it off. They almost did. Broward County was doing with these boats that were coming in the you know thirteenth hour. Oh, the trunk of my car! I just, you know what? I forgot I had yeah, fifty thousand votes in the trunk of my car. Yeah, exactly. And one quick point too, just a kind of a pet peeve I had. Listen to your show. Listen to Rush. I'm in my car. It goes to the bottom, top bottom of the hour when you cut to your newscast. It starts off with President Elect Joe Biden. How can they be saying that on your station? I just don't get it. Yeah, well, Mark, I have a rule. They don't tell me what to say on my show, and I don't tell them what to say on their show. <laughs> so, you know, they, I appreciate your uh, call, and I appreciate your concerns. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Tara in New Jersey. Hi, Tara. How are you? Hi, Mark. Uh, first-time caller. Love your show. Oh, thanks so much. Um, first <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyway, I just want to call. I, it, this isn't going to be uh, like a, a civil war. This is a class war. I mean, I'm here in New Jersey, and we didn't even have a say in how we were going to vote. We were told this is going to be all mail-in vote, and uh, this we had no say. And we're seeing our rights being taken away, so many people are seeing this happen. And this is really coming down to a fight against socialism. I, and for me, I have two girls. I don't want them growing up in, in a country where they had no rights. In fact, uh, if you've guys seen my group I belong to, New Jersey Women for Trump, uh, we were censored by Facebook. Oh, yeah, remember I remember Trump that. that was a... said, put, yeah. yeah, we were. He said, put them back on. 
And, uh, you know, so we're seeing our rights being taken away, and it really gets to me when Whoopi Goldberg has said, you know, suck it up, you know, suck it up. How are we supposed to suck it up when our rights are being taken away like this? I mean, this is really going to come down to a class war if, you know, uh, Trump should succeed. Uh, and, and I do see that that's, you know, that seems to be the way they're going. I mean, look at how the leftists were going when they don't get their way. They're out there burning, looting, you know, uh, burning down stores, destroying. And can you imagine what's going to happen should, you know, Trump succeed in his litigation? That's exactly what's going to happen. And, and some people are thinking, is it going to be worth it? I say, yes, it is going to be worth it because do we really want to be losing our rights every single day watching our watching us be censored every day. Yeah. This really is coming down to we need to protect our rights, and Trump is exactly right. And it is worth it. For my two girls, I will fight to the death to, to make sure that they are entitled to their rights, to free speech, freedom of religion. And people are seeing that all over the place. California, people can't even go to, to practice their own religion. That's what this is coming down to, yeah. to uh, protect our freedom of speech, freedom of religion. We can't allow Joe Biden to get in there because he's already talking about, you know, uh, locking down our economy oh, yeah. again. We can't afford that. We no. can't. No, we definitely we, none of us can. And and we appreciate we appreciate your call. and We appreciate appreciate your passion. And I know New Jersey is a tough place to be a Republican. Uh, but, you know, I, maybe this will wake some people up. Look, one of the things you pointed out was the, you know, the fight and the battle and to the nail and Donald Trump firing Mar uh, what's it, Mark Esper the other day and, and putting in a new um, defense secretary. Uh, he all, There's a couple of other people who were fired or resigned and have been replaced. And CNN is now this is the new media. This is the new media angle. They are so petrified as to what's going to happen with Donald Trump's lawsuits and these recounts. They're so afraid that Donald Trump and his legal team are going to be able to overturn uh, Pennsylvania when the Supreme Court hears the arguments. They're so petrified that, that they're going to lose this electoral college that their new narrative is that Donald Trump fired Mark Esper and these other officials and started hiring Trump loyalists so that when he loses his legal battles, he will go to a military action and that what he is doing is putting in place soldiers and sergeants to mount a military coup to stay in power. That is their that is their new message. They're also saying now that Donald Trump is going to declassify every single secret document we have while he's president. And what they're calling on the CIA and Mike Pence and other people to do is basically remove the president from power before before December 14th, before Inauguration Day, before all of these legal battles and challenges and recounts can go through because they're scared that he's going to win. So the new the new narrative coming out of CNN, coming out of all these other media places is, well, Donald Trump fired the secretary of defense and put in somebody who's going to do whatever he says. So that when he says, I'm not leaving, uh, you know, call out, call out the army, call out the Marine, call out the Air Force. I'm, I'm barricading myself in the White House. I'll be damned if Joe Biden is ever president. Let's take over the country with our military force. They believe truly that he's going to do that, or at least they're trying to sell that to the American people um, so that they can get support uh, to somehow forcibly remove him from office. It's really, I mean, it is, the more you read about these these conspiracy theories on the left, the more you read about what Donald Trump has planned, you know, in his next couple months, whether it's declassifying all of these deals or destabilizing our, our position in the, on the world stage or just putting in place loyalists that are going to fight militarily to keep them in power. It is it's scary. It's scary that these are the people that are number one in charge of the information. But also, should this effort by Donald Trump fail in charge of the country? 
855-765-1045. Got to take a quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Stay tuned. Marquesha, my name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our, yes, we, we're good. Uh, this, let's get a couple more, let's get a couple more uh, calls in here. This is Pete in Pennsylvania. How you doing, Pete? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, good. Pennsylvania Pete, <clears throat> what's up, man? What do you want to say? Uh, nice show, buddy. Oh, um, I have... I, I know deep in my soul that these Democratic governors are in cahoots with with, with uh, Biden, and he's probably guaranteed cabinet seats for these people. But I have an issue with the level of corruption. Where does it start, and who do you arrest from the bottom to the top? I mean, do you go from poll counters to the governor? Because for months we've been trying to get Wolf out of out of office for I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, so does the corruption and the arrest start from poll counters and work your way up and release the small fish to get to the bigger fish? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great who is like, is there one Dr. Evil sitting in a lair stroking a cat somewhere saying this is my evil plan? And if we get rid of him, it's all done. I would say the answer is probably no. I would say that when it comes to the kind of corruption that's required for the Democrats to do what they're doing in this country, you're talking about not just one person, but it's basically a web, a network of individuals. I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's it's all these people working in tandem and they're all doing it for the same reason. They all want power and they all have secrets that they need to keep hidden. And so Joe Biden becoming president, that saves a lot of people like Barack Obama and the Clintons, especially with these Jeffrey Epstein investigations. And, uh, you know, what else? You know, all these other people, what's her name, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, coming up. This is where they need to keep the system working in their favor. And when you need to stay out of jail, when you need this to keep your secrets hidden, then you're old, you're willing to do just about anything. So then they go and they find, um, you know, they find governors and mayors who also have secrets or also want power or may just want money or may want to stay out of jail. And they say, hey, look, you got to you got to help us out here or we're all screwed. And they start blackmailing each other and stabbing each other in the back. And then the mayors and the poll workers say, all right, well, we need to get the Postal Service involved. Then what we're going to do is we're going to find some people to go out and just buy. Then it's like the drug dealers. You know, you've got the cartels in Colombia, but they're not selling the drugs on the streets of Philadelphia. They have they've got other people that do that. I mean, it is you're talking about a massive network. So how do you root out the corruption? I mean, it's a great question. I would say you do it on the state level. If you can get rid of these corrupt politicians from your from your state capitals and from your local uh, from your local mayoral elections, I mean, that's great. Do it. Get them out. And then maybe you can start cleaning things up. That's what happened in New York City. When when Mayor Giuliani came to power, he got every corrupt. He took on the mob, which ran the city. He took on uh, the drug lords and he cleaned New York City up. And that's what needs to happen in Pennsylvania and Portland and Chicago and Milwaukee and Detroit and everywhere else that uh, you're seeing this fraud occur. We got to get out of here. 855-765-1045. Don't call us because I'm leaving, but we'll be back tomorrow. And in the meantime, traffic, weather, news, and whoever's filling in for Rush Limbaugh is next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I'm not saying that if you go to Joe Biden, you're a liar, a cheater, a criminal, and you like to sniff things that don't belong to you. 
but you are okay with the people that are and do. You know, we're going to have to dive into this whole thing about Biden in just a minute and what it means to have voted for Biden, because I'm already seeing on Twitter uh, a lot of people saying, look, if I there was in fact, this just goes to show that the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems we have with our election system is that people just don't know what's happening. They don't know who their candidates are and they don't know what they're voting for. And really, we can blame the media for that. Joe Biden not appropriately vetted by the media at all because the things that he's starting to do, the things that he's saying he's going to do in his first uh, day, in all of the, right after the inauguration, he's going to go back to the White House and start signing all these executive orders that is basically undoing all the amazing things that were done uh, by President Trump in the last four years. What One woman on Twitter, literally, just yesterday I read, she tweeted out, if I'd known Joe Biden was going to lock down the country, I never would have voted for him. And I'm thinking to myself, where in the H-E double hockey sticks have you been for the last six months? He's told everybody mask mandates nationwide, lockdowns, believe the science. Donald Trump has been telling you the problem is the problem with this entire country can boil down to one word media. The media is hiding the truth from people, and when it's too late, that's the only time people realize what's going on. And I just don't understand why people trust the CNNs of the world and the Washington Posts of the world and the and the New York Timeses of the world. In fact, today, the Washington Post today with his whistleblower in Erie, Pennsylvania, they falsely reported that he recanted his story Forcing him to go on YouTube and say, no, I didn't. It's this is the Covington kids all over again. The media feeling emboldened by Biden's win. The media feeling like they are the reason Joe Biden won, which is pretty much the reason. I mean, they are the reason that Joe Biden won. Joe, nobody voted for who Joe Biden really is. They didn't. They Nobody knew who Joe Biden really was, because the only time they asked him a question was, hey, what flavor milkshake do you have, Mr. Vice President? Oh, chocolate and vanilla. Because we don't discriminate. But by the way, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. The media did not do their job of vetting the president-elect uh, Biden, as they call him, before this election. And they, they, in fact, they did a disservice to the country. They hid the facts. They hid the Hunter Biden story. They hid the uh, fact that Joe Biden was the big guy who got millions of dollars from China and the Ukraine and Moscow and all these other places for just, you know, being vice president of the United States. God knows what else they hid. And while while they were hiding these things, they were making up stories about the president of the United States. And I don't want to bring this up because it's Veterans Day. And by the way, God bless our veterans. And thank you so much for your service. It's you know, it's amazing. I don't know if I'm getting older. I don't know what it says about the people I I um hang out with but i used to know people who were in the military now i'm so old that all my friends that were in the military are now veterans and that's i mean you, you could be 40 and be a veteran and, and you don't realize that until you meet people who are 40 and veterans but whether you served 40 years ago or 40 weeks ago um anybody who who volunteers for whatever reason for any of the branches of the service whether it's the navy the marine corps the air force the army now the space force too all coast guard anyone who does that and I know that there's there's a lot of people who do it because they love this country. There's a lot of people who do it because they feel the pride uh, of serving this country. And, and there's a big benefit to it. And, and, you know, we really all of us, we really all of us benefit from your service. And so today, thank you so much to everybody who's ever served um, in our armed forces, you know, throughout throughout our existence. It's been we, we definitely do appreciate it. And that's one of the reasons why we have to fight now for this election. And that's one of the reasons why why it. You're starting to see 
I think really at this point, you're starting to see panic a little bit from the Joe Biden administration that this thing is not going away. I think everybody thought Donald Trump was just going to be a little bullish for a while, a little brash. He was going to play this game and then it was going to go away. But it's no game. This is the United States of America. And when the United States of America faces evil, when it faces wrongdoing, it doesn't treat it like a game. It treats it like what it is. And that is something that needs to be put down, that needs to be abolished, something that needs to be overcome. We have the greatest country that's ever lived or it's ever um, existed on this planet or any other. And we need to protect it. It's up to and ask any veteran, any veteran, you know, will tell you today, especially when you see somebody doing something to harm America, you need to step up and you need to say something. And if you and if that doesn't work, you need to do something. And that's why we have the armed forces to begin with. But John Voight, Academy Award winning actor John Voight, has always been a huge supporter of President Trump. Very conservative. You know him as Angelina Jolie's father. You may remember him from Deliverance. Uh, he'd, been, he'd been in Mission Impossible. I mean, tons of great films and, uh, and a great career. And now he's really he's become kind of the online Twitter sensation when it comes to verbalizing the need to fight back against these these socialist left wing radicals who are trying to overtake this country, who are trying to by any means get control in this country and then, of course, systematically destroy the country. And he re released a new statement yesterday on Twitter uh, about how we're basically in a civil war. My fellow Americans, I stand here with all that feel as I do, disgusted with this lie that Biden has been chosen. As if we all don't know the truth. This is now our greatest fight since the Civil War. The battle of righteousness versus Satan. Yes, Satan. Because these leftists are evil, corrupt, and they want to tear down this nation. We must not allow this. We must fight this corruption that has taken over and fight for the good that seems lost. Let us give our trust to God. So let us not back down. Let us fight this fight as if it is our last fight on earth. As if it is our last fight on earth. I'll tell you, when you look at what Biden's saying he's going to do, and he's making no, I mean, he's making no bones about it. Every good thing that the president has done in the last four years, everything that puts America first and makes America great again, he is undoing. And he's ecstatic about it. He's announced that he's got uh, executive orders ready to go to one number one to re-enter the Paris Climate Accord, which is gonna which is gonna cost you and me and the rest of us a lot of money and is gonna be totally ineffective and is going to help, of course, his best his favorite country in the world, China. When he when he talks about uh, re-entering the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization, who by the way failed to uh, confront the virus when it was in Wuhan, China. And helped spread it. And the, one of the reasons that Donald Trump withdrew us from the WHO is because that's basically money that we don't need to spend on an organization that is totally inadequate and inept. And then he said, I'm also going to reenter the Iran nuclear deal. Well, this is going to be fantastic for our friends in Israel who have been living on the brink of nuclear war with Iran since they tried to start getting uh, nuclear capability. And since they started, you know, uh, using uh, opening up their, their plutonium plant so that they could build nuclear weapons and put them in suitcases. Oh, speaking of which, he's going to he's going to reverse the travel ban. So now people from countries that we know 
not only are rife with terrorists, but also state sponsors of terrorism. Now people from those countries can come into the United States totally unvetted, totally unstopped. It'll just be an in wherever you are, whoever you are, no matter how much you hate this country. Joe Biden wants you to have free reign to come and go as you please. And while he's doing that, he's going to also uh, reenter this deal with Iran, which will make it more likely that they're able to get nuclear weapons and will make it less likely that they're going to hate us any less than they do now. He is reversing every he is going to show a weaker hand than any president in the history of the United States. The tariffs on China will be gone. The jobs that, that uh, Donald Trump brought back will be gone. This is one of the most destructive forces in, in the history of the United States of America. If you think the, the, the secession of the southern states drew, uh, I mean, if you think that was a big problem for the United States of America, if you thought that threatened to destroy our country, John Boyd's right. What Joe Biden is doing right now will destroy our country permanently, forever. Forever. It's not one state against another or a group of states against another fighting for what they believe America should be. It's Joe Biden and, and his merry band of idiots fighting against America. He literally said yesterday, no more America first. No more America first. Well, if you're the president of the United States and you're not putting your own country first, why, why should you be the president of the United States? It doesn't make any sense. It's bad for business. It's bad for the country. It's bad for me. It's bad for you. And that's why Donald Trump and the Republicans are not giving up this fight. Because if you weren't paying attention and you voted for Joe Biden, you're going to regret having uh, having voted for him. And if you were paying attention and you voted for Joe Biden, I mean, you're basically voting against the United States of America. Somebody's got to stand up for that. Who's left? Who's going to be up there fighting for the United States of America? Well, for one, the 71 million people who voted for President Trump. 855-765-1045. We get more about this media. The, the media, are, they're running away with. I mean, it is just baffling how these once reputable organizations are just now, again, creating fake news. Um, the good news is. With the media report, something you know the opposite is true. So that's kind of how you have to think about it. We'll tell you what's going on with this postal worker. Plus, uh, Mike Pompeo ruffling some feathers by talking about the second Trump administration. We've got a bunch of your phone. It is whatever you want Wednesday, which I, I, I know I've been talking a lot, uh, but there's a lot of news to cover. Whatever you want to talk about today, whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whether it's Mike Pompeo, whether it's about the election, whether it's about Georgia, which we also have to dive into. So much to talk about. So little time to do it. Quick break. More of the market. K show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Donald Trump should not concede under any circumstances. Right, Hillary? Yeah, she did say that. 855-765-1045. Let's go to Susie in Middleburg on this whatever you want Wednesday. Hi, Susie. How are you? Doing real good today, Mark. How about yourself? Oh, doing great, Susie. Thanks so much for asking. What's going on? What's on your mind? What do you want to say, Susie? Well, first off, I would like to say we would like to say thank you to all the veterans for their service. Absolutely. And, yeah. And then, of course, it's still Trump Day. Uh, I love their enthusiasm never wavers. In fact, speaking of enthusiasm, Rasmussen came out today with their presidential approval ratings. And Donald Trump has one of the highest ratings of his entire career, 53 percent. 
of the people approve of Donald Trump's uh, job performance today, which, again, makes it quizzical that this election went the other way, supposedly, according to the media. And a lot of people talking about this concession, a lot of people talking about um, the, tr- the, uh, the transition team being held up. There's a real there's a real issue. And the issue is. That when you look at this election, when you look at how, uh, you know, all of these these forms of voter fraud that are being reported, when you look at the whistleblowers, for example, this one, this whistleblower, Richard Hopkins and Project Veritas found this guy who was a mail carrier in Erie, Pennsylvania, said that he overheard his supervisor saying, if you get any ballots yeah, coming in that are after November the 3rd, just back or uh, just, you know, post date them or, or back date them or whatever. So it doesn't look like they're late. And he overheard this and he commented to Project Veritas that he overheard this and uh, he was investigated. He was he was grilled by his superiors. He came out in several different places and said, yeah, this is what I heard. He gave the names of the people who we heard say it because he knew it was wrong. And for whatever reason today, the Washington Post published a piece saying that he recanted. They say, according to officials, this guy, Richard Hopkins, has recanted. He no longer claims that he heard what he heard and that that ballots were backdated. This is the Washington Post just making this story up out of thin air. There's no proof of it. And in fact, Richard Hopkins, as soon as this uh, as soon as this post came out on the Washington Post and as soon as other media outlets picked it up, because, you know, you know, as soon as the Washington Post says something like that, everyone else is running with it. People claiming he was paid one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, people claiming that he has all these terrible complaints against him in his history with the Postal Service. And he's just trying to get back at him all these false claims. Well, he had to go to YouTube today and put out this video uh, saying, no, I didn't. My name is Richard Hopkins. I am the postal uh, employee who came out and whistle blew on the EPA Postal Service uh, postal office. I am right at this very moment looking at a article written written by Washington Post. It says that I uh, fabricated the allegations of ballot tampering. I'm here to say that I did not recant my statements. That did not happen. That's not what happened. And you will find out tomorrow. And I would like that the Washington Post recant their wonderful little article that they decided to throw out there out of random. This is the Covington case all over again. This is the media picking a narrative that they like or that they feel is positive or beneficial for whatever their agenda is and just running with it. This is this is the entire Donald Trump called our our uh, dead heroes suckers and losers. Donald Trump called fallen soldiers in France and in cemeteries around the world suckers, called them losers. I don't know why anyone would fight in the military. All that was fabricated. We know that that never happened. We have 27 people who are on the trip saying this is all BS, including people who really despise President Trump. Yet the media ran with it. And Joe Biden ran an ad with it for a full day and a half before he had to pull it off because none of the quotes were true. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about the facts. All they care about is pushing their agenda. And they will take whatever opportunity they can to make up stories. I guess they thought this guy was just going to go along with it, like the whole. No, we I mean, he's out there saying this is all made up. Unfortunately, a, a lot of people are just going to believe the Washington Post. They're never even going to hear this guy saying, no, I never recanted my story. It's all still true. 855-765-1045. I've got to take another quick break. More of the Marque shows coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. 
smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo just not giving a flying fudge what anyone thinks. Getting up there and saying, oh, Trump's second term? Hell yeah, it's going to happen. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Do you know how many people were petrified with fear? <laughs> I mean, when It got real yesterday when Mike Pompeo said that. When Donald Trump tweets out, we will win, and when Rudy Giuliani holds a press conference, and when Kaylee McEnany gets cut off by Neil Cavuto, everyone's still like toying around with this idea that Donald Trump's going to just, oh, call it quits. All, like all of a sudden, this guy who fought tooth and nail for four years against everybody, all of a sudden he's going to be like, ah, you know what? I was kidding. You can have the presidency. I don't want it. That's why I spent all this time campaigning. That's why I spent all this money running. I don't want to be president, even though I was probably one of the most effective presidents in the entire history of the United Of the 45 presidents, probably top top three, top four when it comes to effectiveness for making America great again. But now I'm just going to sit back, relax, and watch Joe Biden steal the election. A lot of people think that. But when Mike Pompeo got up yesterday and said this... There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. I mean, jaws dropped butt cheeks clenched all over the country because now people are like, whoa, that's the secretary of state saying that. And uh, and basically, they may not be kidding. They may actually be fighting this tooth and nail and they may not leave the White House until all of these court cases have uh, have gone through the process and all of this litigation has been litigated and all and the Supreme Court has gotten involved. They're really serious about this. 855-765-1045. Bob in Kingsland, Georgia. Hi, Bob. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Well, hey, Mark. Great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. What's up, Bob? Well, you know, I was thinking the only one good thing about Biden, if he were to be elected, he did promise to make the infrastructure easier for us to get our kids to market, if you remember that one. <laughs> yeah. So if you're like, if you're hard up for money, which you will be, when Joe Biden cuts your taxes, he's at least going to make it easier for you to sell your kids. So that is a plus. I forgot about that one. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Bob. We appreciate it. Nick, uh, Nicola in Georgia. Hi, Nicola. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. Am I pronouncing that properly? Yes, you are. Oh, okay, good. I thought it was pronounced Georgia. What uh, What do you want to say, Nicola? Uh, um, I got a phone call from my sister in Ohio who knows a big Republican official, and they want everyone in Georgia to call Governor Kemp's office at 404-656-1776 and tell him to immediately get a General Assembly together, a special session for it to address the election crisis in Georgia. Georgia. So I wanted to get that out there. No, yeah, Georgia. I called a friend of mine who lives in Georgia, lives in Atlanta, and I said, look, you know that this... You know that this runoff's coming up on the 5th. He goes, I know, and I'm going to go in. I'm going to vote Republican just like I did on the 3rd, um, you know, and, and everyone else I know, because the Senate now and, and the election, uh, you know, the electoral votes that are up for grabs still in Georgia because of the pending recount. Georgia has become the center of democracy for the United States of America. The democracy was born in Pennsylvania. It's also dying in Pennsylvania, but it could be saved in the state of Georgia. Uh, ironically, named for King George, <laughs> who, we, who we fought to get rid of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but basically, Georgia is uh, is now with these two Senate races. The Senate race in North Carolina is over. Tom Tillis won. The Senate race in Alaska is pretty much almost over. Uh, the Republican candidate there about to win, which leaves just the two seats in Georgia. The Republicans now hold 50 seats of 100 in the Senate. It is even Stephen in the Senate. Uh, if these two votes go Democrat. But 
the good news is in Georgia, both of these Republican contenders are up by two points. Both of these Republican contenders uh, seem to have momentum going in their way. However, the bad news is the Democrats know that Georgia is their only chance to do every vicious and vile anti-American socialist thing they promised. The packing of the court, they can't do that unless they get not one but two more Senate seats. And that means they have to win both elections in Georgia, uh, ending the filibuster so they can pack the court. They know that means they need not just one, but two more Senate seats, which they can get if they win in Georgia. As far as, you know, um, doing every other thing that they want to do, opening the borders and health care and this and that and the other tax cuts, they need they need both of those seats to do it. And that's why all the money, all the political power, all the attention is descending on this Georgia runoff election on the 5th. And that's why it's so important. So, yeah, if you're in Georgia, call the governor and make sure his ass is ready. I don't want to I don't want it to be November 5th. And we're hearing these stories again about election fraud. I don't want it to be November 5th. And we're walking around and we see people going into polling places with Barack Obama's picture on. I don't want it to be November 5th and people in Georgia are saying, well, I'm a Republican poll watcher and they're not letting me in the door. We've got plenty of time to protect against that. We've got plenty of time to get the GOP out there and the, and the conservatives out there to make sure that everything is in place for a free and fair election. And I hope to God. You know, I hope to God that the Republicans have woken up and they realize that the Democrats run the show when it comes to counting ballots and they've got to get their people inside. They've got to get their people in charge. They've got to get their people in place to make sure that there are no shenanigans because this is it. It has come down to Georgia, the the United States of America, all 200 and, and, and what, 50 years of it comes down to a runoff election for two Senate seats in Georgia. We only need one. Two would be better because let's not forget, we still have Mitt Romney and he could go either way oh, when it comes to voting. Not you know, I'm not spreading room just either way when it comes to voting. I don't know. Personally, I don't know. He's a Mormon, so probably not. But anyway, eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Although those Mormons, I've been watching the new uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or Utah. They're they're, they're They like the party. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. One oh four five uh is our number. This is Mitch in Ohio. Hi Mitch, how are you? Okay, how are we doing, Mark? Oh, doing great, man. What'd you want to say, Mitch? Uh I just want to thank all the veterans uh for their services and everything. Yeah, amen. Uh but my main question is if uh Biden goes ahead and, and be president and say in a few months or whatever, they say he's incomparable of uh, being a president and that bring Carl uh, uh, or whoever name is, Harris up as president. Can Pelosi step in as vice president or president? Well, okay, that's a great question, Mitch. That's a great. Here's a couple things that are happening behind the scenes, okay? And here's something that you may not have heard yet. Nancy Pelosi, odds are, will not be the Speaker of the House this time around. We, Kevin McCarthy's already said she doesn't have the votes. Ocasio-Cortez hates Pelosi and vice versa. There is a huge contingent of the Democrats left in the House of Representatives who are ticked off, annoyed, scared, witless, because they lost so many seats. The, the Republicans lost zero seats and gained, what, 14, 15, something like that? There is, there is a very small minority of 
a majority, if that makes sense. The, meaning the majority of Democrats is much smaller than it used to be. I mean, you're within a couple of votes. There is not a strong Democratic um, uh, you know, uh, presence in the House of Representatives like there was after the midterms in 2018. And all fingers, all of their wretched little pointy, cold witch fingers are pointing directly at Nancy Pelosi. And she's 80 years old. And she cray. And she spent the last two years of her life obsessed with Donald Trump. And when she tried, when Donald Trump offered her a, a $1.8 trillion package to, to get some more coronavirus relief out, relief out there, and she said, no, I mean, even, even Wolf Blitzer's like, what's wrong with $1.8 trillion? I feel like that's a lot of money. And she just held firm because she believed that was the breaking point issue. That's what was going to win her the Senate. That's what was going to get them more power in the House of Representatives. That's what was going to get them a Joe Biden victory. And she was wrong on all of it because people see her as the villain. They see her as the as the speed bump to getting anything done in this Congress. And she is on her way out. Now, back to your question. When Biden, if Biden becomes president, can they turn around and 25th Amendment him? Sure. It's easier with Biden than it was with Donald Trump, because according to the 25th Amendment, the vice president of the United States has to get the cabinet together and they all have to agree that the president is cuckoo or the president is senile or the president is just stupid. And when they agree, they can go in and they can 25th Amendment him. They can take power. If, however, that doesn't happen, then he remains. With Donald Trump, there is no way that Mike Pence would ever have agreed to that. There's no way that anyone in the cabinet would have ever agreed to that. With Joe Biden, it's a separate story. We all know Kamala Harris just wants to be president. We all know she'll do anything for power. We know what she's done in California to get power. We know what she did to become the attorney general of the state and then the senator from the state and then the vice president. We know she hates Joe Biden. She stood on stage and called him a bigot, called him a racist. Said that he he uh, like was best friends with Klansmen and was all about busing. I mean, this is a woman who is working for a guy and she is just tick tock counting the minutes until he either a succumbs to the the you know the the inevitable uh, I guess mortality of us all, or until she can step in there. And she and I guarantee as soon as she puts her hand on that Bible and takes that oath, she's going to run right to the Library of Congress and be like, all right, y'all, how do we do this 25th Amendment thing? How long do I have to wait? Can I do it today? Do I have to wait tomorrow? How much time? Is there like a statute of limitations? But, yeah, it's much more. The, the Democrats we know will do will stop at nothing for power. They will stop at nothing for power. We've seen what they did with the Ukraine uh, incident. We've seen what they did with the Mueller investigation. We've seen what they did with this election. They will do it to themselves. They're already doing it in the House of Representatives. They will damn sure stab each other in the back in the White House if it means more, more power. 855-765-1045. Great question. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show is coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Breaking news. Breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> we, go. We, don't, we don't really do a lot of breaking news around here, so we don't, we don't have the appropriate alerts. But breaking news. Georgia's Secretary of State has just announced a full hand recount of the presidential race. Uh, Biden currently leads by roughly 14,000 votes. A full hand recount just announced by the Secretary of State in Georgia. So the recount begins in Georgia while we all look to the January 5th 
um, you know, uh, election of uh, for Senate, the recall election or not the recall election, uh, the runoff election, because we have two senators, neither of whom need. And this is a great point that uh, you know somebody called Rush Limbaugh yesterday and talked about and said, look, is it you know, what if they're trying to steal the Senate by by pushing the vote and the ballots in Georgia um, so that the Senate candidates you know fall below the 50 percent mark? And, and in that case, you know, they don't they don't get the 50 percent that they need, even though they have all the votes. Uh, you know, that's the rule in Georgia, and that's something that could easily be manipulated as well. Could be. Also, we had uh, Kyle pointed out on our Super Chat on YouTube, and thank you, Kyle, for sending us that Super Chat. We appreciate it. But Kyle Super Chatted on YouTube. Don't forget about John James in Michigan. He has yet to concede. He has filed lawsuits as well because the shenanigans in Michigan that uh, kept Donald Trump from winning the state outright without any kind of legal challenge probably also affected John James who on this Veterans Day should be applauded because not only is he a veteran, but he is a conservative. He's an African-American. He's been leading the charge in Michigan. He's got great. I mean, he's got he is a great candidate for Senate, especially in a state like Michigan. Great representation. And you're right. There is still an opportunity perhaps there that we could see John James make it to the Senate. And if he does, man, then that's it. We don't even need Georgia. But, man, wouldn't it be great to have 53 conservative senators in office? 855-765-1045 is our number. This is David in Kansas. Hi, David. How are you? What's up, Mark? How's it going? I'm pretty good. I got two points I want to yeah. make. Yeah, go for it. Uh, first off, you know, the now the uh, Biden campaign is talking about this aggressive, progressive platform that they've ran on. Yeah. I just want people to remember when they start shoving, da- uh, shoving that down our throats, it was actually vote blue no matter who. Yeah. Second point I want to get to is the the media keeps talking about widespread voter fraud. Well, can you explain to me the difference between voter fraud and widespread voter fraud? Because uh, if I was going to commit voter fraud, it wouldn't be widespread. It would be one or two key districts, key voting booths. You know, it, it wouldn't be widespread. So why do they keep mentioning there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud? Does it have to be widespread? You know, that's David. Great. That's an that's an amazing point you bring out. Why is widespread voter fraud bad, but voter fraud isn't? And in fact, you're right. When Kaylee McEnany uh, was uh, when they pulled away from that that press conference or, you know, even George Stephanopoulos was talking to Christy Nome the other day. We had the clip right. and he goes, there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud, like like little tiny pockets of voter fraud is totally excusable for the mainstream media. It is a bizarre thing. They're actually they're not even arguing that there's not voter fraud. They're just saying it's not on the scale that it could alter the election. But you're right. You're right. I mean, think about this. If you are if you are selling hammers, let's say, right, you could go to every little store around the country and you could sell hammers to every little hammer store and every Home Depot and every mom and pop shop and, you know, whatever. You can say, like, buy my hammers. And eventually, if you go around the country and you sell enough hammers in little tiny pockets all around the country, you could sell a million hammers that way. Or you could just go to the United States military and say, I make hammers, buy a million hammers for me and you'll be set for life. And boom, in one fell swoop, you sell a million hammers. It's the same with voter fraud. You could dump 130,000 ballots in Wisconsin in the middle of the night, no problem. Or you know what you could do? You could take 20 ballots and dump them in this county or dump them in that county. You could take 20 ballots down to Georgia. You could dump them all around. You could have one person filling out five or six ballots. In the end, it all ends up that you've sold one million hammers. And when you whether you do it all at once or you do it little by little, it's still voter fraud. And widespread voter fraud or voter fraud, it's all bad. 
It's not like, oh, there's not widespread murder, so why do we care? You can't be a little bit pregnant. We all heard we've heard that in high school, right? 855-765-1045. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me. Quick break. More <laughs> of the Mark K Show coming up here in just a minute on 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.